Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us, you can ask questions about the stories, you can submit your own fan art, and we can all go like, oh my god, I can't believe they made it look so cool, or whatever we say. And then also, uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Previously on Strangers in the Pines. Chad is going to step into the shadow of the tree and appear in Lucas Santiago's bedroom. Wake up, dork. Lucas would spring forward and like be in like defense mode. And I think he would just grab Chad and like lift him up. And one of his arms would turn into like the Hulk arm getting ready to smash him. Uh, Chad, Chad would just explode in shadow and then appear standing behind you. Eyes open on the back of my head, literally. And I activate my ability to see in the dark. Oh, ch ch God, chill wait. out, dork. I'm trying to talk to you. I just had a bad dream, but it didn't feel like a dream. It felt like it was real life. I don't know what to do about it. Are you awake? Over and out. I was up in the mountains after after I got attacked, and this this rock started vibrating. And wait, then... hold on, hold on. You got attacked? Was it by another monster? Save me. 
and then you watch as the sound grows louder and everything around you just starts to rip apart. Not not in like the sense of like you watch it rip apart. You watch everything at the same time get ripped apart into nothingness, and the last thing you feel is yourself. Not it doesn't even feel like fire. You just feel just incredible pain as every atom inside you just separates. I'm Isaac, the Deep Move Strangers in the Pines, an actual play roleplay podcast using Monster of the Week rules, inspired by things like Gravity Falls, Stranger Things, and Twin Peaks. Let's begin. Hey, there's a town called Pine Forge. You heard of it? Yeah, it's nestled in the heart of the Blackwood National Park in Northeast Oregon. <laughs> the town seems small and quaint at first. But if you know what to look for, and you look hard enough, you realize something strange is brewing under the surface and in the pines that surround the town. This story follows four unusual high school students that we marked as they try to unravel the mysteries of the strangers in the pines. Lucas, you have passed out in your bed. Donnie, you're passed out in the truck. Danny, you are asleep at home. And Chad, you are sort of sleeping in this chair that Lucas has has set up for you, um, letting you kind of crash at his place for the night. And you're, you're kind of getting ready to head to sleep. Um, but just out of habit, you do pull out your the Charismatic Wayfarer Volume 7. Yeah, um, so I think Chad, Chad um, was kind of asleep kind of pretending to sleep but really being asleep at the same time but sort of kind of aware and once the room got quiet and you know it was pretty obvious lucas was sleeping a little snoring going on or something chad uh gets up and quietly leaves the room and goes down to the living room and he sits down on on the sofa and opens up his little book and he he begins to start writing Well, today really sucked. Okay, technically it was yesterday. Grandfather Chadwick vanished without a trace. Yeah, that's a shocker. Old Cooten didn't just wander off. He tried to burn down the chalet in the process. Popped by the school. Seems Mrs. Samantha Baker got sent packing for what she did to my gorgeous nose. Stone, you're next, bucko. But that's the end of the good news. I was in the Chad cave having a quiet word with Shadow Chad uh, when a bunch of father's goons came storming in, throwing grenades and shit. Sure, I got away, but it was like getting mauled by a grizzly bear while skydiving naked in Antarctica. And not in the good way. Jackasses. Father's going to pay for this. So anyway, I'm holed up at my best friend Lucas Santiago's house. Over at the end of Old Fork or Mill Fork Road, uh, you know, the Victorian Revival House at the end of the lane. I have to say, it looks like they've been trying to spruce up the, pl- the dump since the last I was here, but it's like putting lipstick on a pig, if you ask me. 
I'm not going to hold it against my best pal at all. No, you can't expect much from an underhill. So you're kind of you're riding there. You're you're kind of sitting there and and relaxing. Um, the this sort of almost it's kind of like a sitting room. Uh, they have some older older couches in there with some some faded but what what once was nice sort of uh i i am as a player i imagine it's very tastefully done but mostly like antiques nothing's like super well maintained but they keep uh, lucas's mom probably keeps a very clean house there's probably nice rugs um antiques you say yeah a lot of stuff inherited from uh, lucas's grandfather as i recall great great uncle great Um, uncle yeah yeah uh yeah it's like that. You see where they've added a few things. Um, you see like this new sort of uh, these tables and you'd see some some newer family photos sort of sitting on this mantelpiece mm-hmm. in front of this large uh, brick fireplace. Yeah, I, we walked by that earlier tonight and I, I had like picked up uh, the picture of Lucas's mom and said, wowza, and he'd like snatched it away from me and everything. So I, th- <laughs> I think that I think that the, the most important thing Chad's going to do at the moment is first he looks around. This house has like, uh, does it have like the, the big in floor, like heating and cooling grates, like the old houses have the, it's kind of a, a big square about four inches by four inches kind of thing. This is no, this is actually, um, it has the old style, um, radiators. Yeah. Radiators in it. All right. Well, yeah. in, it's in pretty that, old. Yeah. In that case, I think Chad's going to stuff his journal way down inside the back of the sofa, like under the under the cushion and back under the back. You know, like as far back as you can get, like the place you can never find your cell phone at these days. You know, um, just stuff it way back in there. Then he's going to go over to the table uh, where the pictures are and grab a piece of paper, and he's going to hand draw. A little map, uh, a map showing, you know, it's kind of scribbled a stone wall, weird leeching, crazy lights. Here's Chad's Jeep. Here is the old mine road. He's going to lay that on the table. He's going to take the picture uh, of Lucas's mom out of the frame, gently put it inside of his pocket, lay the frame down on the table and lay the map on top of the frame, he's going to walk over to the front door, look out the window, very quickly and quietly shadow leap out into the front yard, cross the front yard, keeping to the shadows as much as possible, and disappear into the woods across the lane. Kind of step back as far as he can into the woods where you still have a clear vision of the front of the house. He's going to climb up in a tree and keep vigil for the rest of the night, watching for these jokers to show up. He's, he's completely convinced that they're reading his journal. So um, that's kind of what he thinks is going on. Okay, so you, yeah, you stay wait, away. Wait, so, so Chad's, Chad's trying to get them to come to Lucas's house? Yeah, that's he's a real up. jerk. <laughs> <laughs> that's messed up. In fairness, in fairness, in Chad's mind, he is not, he set a trap. He's, he's being completely oblivious to like the feelings of Lucas and his mom and all that, but he is standing guard and he is planning to take out these guys if they do show up. And he also has a feeling Lucas is more than capable of defending himself. So, um, yeah, he's being a complete asshat, but, <laughs> to be but fair, this his, is like his how- heart's not exactly in the wrong place. He's just not entirely himself these days. And uh, Lucas and Danny, you're greeted by the sultry tones of uh, Pine Forge's <laughs> favorite radio host, Murdoch Fox, coming to you in the AMs. 
uh, when you say that uh, Danny and Lucas are hearing that, you mean separately, or yeah. did you mean uh, yeah. okay? It's, yeah, it's the only basically it's the only FM radio channel that isn't like like some weird trucker on a CB that's like, hey, anyone out there? I'm looking for aliens in like five miles. So, Danny, uh, you wake up. And it's you're you're you wake up and you're shifting and uh, a few minutes your mom comes in and just goes hey uh, you doing okay kiddo you you up um yes yes I'm up are we going to, are we going to have breakfast uh she checks the uh, checks the time yep I'll make you I'll make you a little something real quick um so just be ready we're I got to get to school a little bit earlier. I have a teacher's meeting. Okay. All right. Oh, um, well, uh, this weekend, do you want to, do you want to do any, any, any little driving lessons? We can go out to the old, uh, the old abandoned parking lot and just drive around there. There's no other cars. You don't need to worry about anything. If you want to, if you want to, it's not, no pressure. Just wanted to ask, make me a cool check. I that guess. Makes- that makes sense. Straight up one. Nope. <laughs> Danny, that's literally, not cool that is literally the, the worst I could do. You have ever heard of? You face down monsters and creatures of the abyss. You do not want to drive this car. Keeper. Yeah. What? I feel like a one, which is literally the worst roll I could get because I've got a negative one on cool. Um, I feel like somewhere in the house, the keys where Danny's mom normally leaves them. Fly off the key ring or off the, you know. I will give you that. Imme- I will give you that immediately. You and like go under the fridge or something. And melt. <laughs> Just straight up melt into a little puddle. What's what's oh, this God. weird coin? <laughs> um, no, you uh, somewhere downstairs. There's uh, there's a bunch of sparks on this metal, and you and they fly off and and actually kind of slide under the counter. Um, but you don't know that and your mom doesn't know that. Uh, but yeah, you don't want to drive the car. That is definitely not what you're, uh, not what you're looking forward to. Um, so yeah, you're kind of, you're, you're there, you're getting up your mom. Your mom kind of sees that you're very, very apprehensive. Like all your color goes to your feet and she goes, nope, man, it's, it's okay. You're not, you're not ready. I get it. I totally understand. Get ready. I'll have breakfast and I'll have breakfast ready. And um, we'll get ready to head to school. I, I don't feel very well. Okay, um, just rest. Take some deep breaths. It's okay. Um, if, if you need, there's some medicine. If you want, I can take your temperature. It's my stomach. I, I don't know. I, I have to go to the bathroom. Go, 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 go. And she kind of like <laughs> ushers you out. Um, and while that's happening, we're going to go to Lucas. Uh, Lucas, you wake up. What is, what is, uh, Fox say on the radio? Cause you said we both wake up to Fox's. Murdoch Fox coming to you at the AM, bringing to you the local news. 70 and sunny with partial clouds later today. Traffic's looking good as always with. 5,000 people. We aren't exactly, we don't exactly have gridlocks, but I'm not complaining about that. And it's just the morning radio show. It's. <laughs> Is there any like news about, uh, about anything that's going on with, um, Chad or in town or, uh, not really. It's basically still the reminders of if you see Chad, one more, please let it, please let the, 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 
Please let the authorities know as fast as fast as possible. Both uh, Chad Woodmore the fifth or Chad Woodmore the the, the seventh. Um, still no uh, still no information on that. Actually, Sheriff Stone is offering a two hundred dollar reward for anyone that brings in any information. So if you want to get that money, find that Woodmore. Um, okay, yeah. So I get up and I look around, and Chad, are you back? No. No, Chad's gone. Okay. There, the the um, little blanket you gave him is probably laying at the foot of the chair, and he's just not there. Oh, damn it, Chad. You better not be sneaking around my house. I'm going to kill you. And I get up, and I quietly like try not to wake up my mom and like, sneak gone. through the house she's already, and stuff. She's already left for an early morning shift at the hospital. Uh, you get down in very much similar. There's a plate of Eggo waffles. It's very... Okay. Is the weird map and the picture frame still there? Did my mom find it? And was she like, what the heck? Yeah, the, the picture frame, unless his mom found <laughs> it, is still there with the map on top of it. Yeah, did did my mom find the picture frame? No, no, no. The picture frame, uh, so you come downstairs and you're looking around and I'll just give it, I'm just going to give it to you. I'm not going to make you roll for this. Uh, you still noticed that. You noticed one of, like, one of the photos um, on the mantle is laying down, which is weird because it shouldn't be. Man, that's weird. Okay, and I pick it up, and I see the photo's gone, and I'm like, Damn it, Chad, you son of a bitch. What the heck is wrong with you? And then below, you see a crudely drawn map. Um, Chad, can you give me a sharp check with... I'm going to give you a plus one on this. Sharp check plus one. Well, look at that. It's not a topographical map, but... It's, I mean, Chad's got some artistic skills, man. Yeah, Chad, you don't, you, you know, you, you know, you don't know exactly. You've never been here before, but you could definitely follow this map to wherever Chad was leading you. Um, and with that, you're, you're kind of sitting there. Um, we're gonna go to Dottie. Uh, Dottie, you wake up greeted by the morning sun, and. Uh, uh, I think the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to fish out that uh, peach knobs look at that and mutter never again after that dream and uh, immediately stash it back into the glove department. <laughs> so, yeah, you push, you put the pink sh- peach knobs away and you're kind of like, all right, uh, does Dottie wear a watch? I feel like she'd, she'd have some sort of watch. Um, she does have a watch. No, she has a, um, what, what's the stupid watch? It's not in your hand, but it's a little, it's a pocket watch. She has a, okay. She has a pocket watch. An antique pocket watch. Yeah. Okay. She puts out a pocket watch. She definitely found it at like a sort of like, um, estate sale. Yeah. Her parents dragged her to. I got that for five bucks, five bucks. Um, you open it up and it's probably about seven in the morning. And then you have to realize you have the realization, huh? My parents are getting up right about now. Huh. I'm in the woods. They... Okay. Uh-oh. Do I know how to drive? I do not believe I do. Um, I wouldn't think so. My parents do not want me to drive because they think uh, cars are bad. Uh, they try to use the bus, but they're frequently late to their meetings, which is driving a city council more and more nuts, but again, a town of 5,000. So, um... I uh, close my watch and I think, well, um, I hope that uh, Chad comes back to this car soon. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just I'm just going to stay here because I'm not just going to. He'll come back. Right, right. He'll come back. 
And uh, okay. Is is that bottle of peach snop starting to look good again? No, no. I'm probably never going to drink again. Uh, that turned Dottie into a teetotaler. Yeah, and so you're kind of just relaxing there. And last but not least, we're going to go to Chad. Chad, you have been up all night. You've got dark circles under your eyes. Uh, uh-huh. And I, def- I definitely think the longer the night went on, as kind of morning came around, you're getting more and more pissed because you are you are ripped and ready to take these bad boys out. And they didn't show up. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly the case. Chad's kind of pissed off. I think he's been kind of nodding off on and off over the night. And he realizes that Lucas's mom's car has left. So these guys are probably not coming or at least not coming anytime soon. So he is going to shadow jump back to the chalet. You jump to the chalet. And when I get to the chalet, I'm going to go over to the front desk, assuming that the because uh, that we're getting around the time where people are going to start showing up there to get the place ready for the season. But I'm hoping it's still empty. He just wants to use the phone and try to make a call to Rochester or Philistrate. So while you're 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 getting ready to shadow jump, you realize that sort of on your on you have your pager still it's that fancy text message pager that i yep. look at it and there's actually a, a blinking message on it and you know the only person that knows your pager number is rochester and it reads need to meet bring your friends uh nine o'clock we'll send location here soon well, that's bizarre. Apparently, I don't have any friends. Um, okay, so in that case, I think Chad is going, or I am going to um, pop back to the Jeep to get some weapons. All righty, and so it begins. Um, Are you now? <laughs> you pop back to the Jeep, and they're kind of sitting in the passenger side seat of the Jeep is... Dottie is Dottie. Okay, so Chad just suddenly uh, uh, explodes out of the shadows uh, to be stand- like like wisps of dark mist just kind of explode out from his silhouette. Then boom, he's standing there and he's wearing head to toe black ski uh, you know ski tights with a hood, but. All down the right side of it is like ripped over, so you can obviously see who it is. You know, his face is all ripped up, his his right side, and he's got a freaking black bed sheet tied around his um, shoulders, <laughs> like a like a, <laughs> and it's kind of blowing in the wind. And he like looks at you, and he just like jumps backwards. It's like, the hell are you doing here? For just a second, a look of uh, shock kind of comes over Dottie, and then. She kind of shakes it off and smiles pleasantly. Oh, hi, Chad. I was uh, I was looking for you. Um, or waiting for you. This is your Jeep, right? Yes. So Chad will straighten up and, you know, kind of cross his arms and uh, look down at her like, what were you looking for me for? Um, I need to go. I need to go home. And I need somebody to uh, drive me home. Okay, fine. Chattel reaches, reaches out his hand as if to shake your hand. Um, I just need a drive 
back. What are you doing? He's got his hand extended toward you, and he just kind of cocks his head to the side looking at you. Uh, I, like, reach out with a finger and, like, poke at his hand as if to be like, what? Yeah, so Chad will quickly grab her finger and shadow jump her to the nearest place he knows that's close to her house. I have to, I have to roll weird when I'm trying to tell, teleport more than one person. Of course, she can resist and make it harder on me. Um, I probably will not resist. Seriously? Seriously? Ah, well, get them all out of your system while you can. Uh, this, these uh, nice rolls. Yeah, so uh, I think Chad appears somewhere pretty close to her house, maybe down the street at the Duck Duck Juice. So you actually pop out at the Pine Forest Periodical. It's the oh. local kind of uh, newspaper thing. It's not that far. It's probably about a block away from Dottie's house. So it's not, you know, you're, you're pretty close. Okay, uh, so we just, it was like cold falling sideways through snow in the dark. Uh, you know, just little flecks of light here and there, but it's like like just a free fall sideways. And then suddenly you're standing in the warmth of the morning sun again. Chad lets go of your hand, says, sorry, Dottie Leskoff, there are people looking for me. I can't afford to be seen driving around town. And then poof, he, he vaporizes again. Oh, I don't have time to say anything. Damn it. Well, you can say something. Yeah, I'm just. Oh, do you need help? Do you need help? I'll be fine. Hello, players. It's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire. I hope you've been enjoying Strangers in the Pines. I wanted to let you know that we're currently creating a new Powered by the Apocalypse game called Dust World. It's in the same setting as our podcast, if you're familiar with that. The new rules and the flavor really help the game flow and enable it to create those epic dramatic scenes like you might find in anime. If you're interested in checking that out, check out the link in the description. Also, you can always join our email list for when we are going to kickstart that or other news about what the RPG Empire is up to, and that is also in the description. So a lot of good stuff going on in the description. Don't forget you can find us on social media at the RPG Empire. We're everywhere. Now back to the show. You basically get sucked into a deep freezer without with the light off, um, and then boom, you're outside the Pine Forest periodical. And um, you see Chad, and he looks a little little funky, a little shaken, and he says what he says, and he, and he poofs away. Um, so... Now, I do believe that the uh, Piner's Periodical has a little coffee shop, um, like somewhat inset in, where you can have a little uh, small breakfast right before you go. So it's it's one of those things where it's technically not a restaurant, but the person that bought it kind of really liked the newspaper and had people come by and like had started with their friends coming by. And then now they have this little kind of un informal like um, breakfast shop in there. It's not anything anything big. You can basically go in there, get a cup of coffee and maybe like a bagel or something. But it's you know, it's it's a nice little, little area. I go in and uh, the theme music to Friends starts playing, the little clap, clap, claps. Uh, I sit, I, I'll be there for you. And I sit down and uh, 
I didn't have my journal in my backpack last time, did I? No, you did not. You just had your, your school stuff. Well, um, I'm going to pull out... Uh, I should have a random notebook, though. Yeah, you have you have different notebooks. Okay, we'll pull out the one for science, um, which I'm okay at, so I take good notes. Throw in some random notes in there. And I write... Next time, just use own key instead of relying on then I just kind of stare at the page and it like slowly begins to hit me. Chad has a superpower? Why though? Who decided this? That's your last thought, and then we're gonna cut back over to Danny. Um Danny, it's been a bit of a stressful morning at your house. Your mother can't uh, couldn't find her keys. Um you guys are definitely running late. Um, so, did you actually... Did Danny actually puke? Uh, I... I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, Roll for puke. Alright, mixed success. He puked, a little he, bit... A little he, bit of bile. <laughs> like a little acid you, you have You have some dry heaves. It's, you know, you're not... You haven't got everything up. Um, actually, your mom, your mom looks at you and she's like, Danny, you, you, hey, you, today's going to be a sick day, all right? Do you think you can be here by yourself, or do you want me to, I can call? I can call, but, uh, you okay? I, I know I haven't really left you at home that long before, but Mm -hmm. I, uh, if you're growing up and I just want to ask, I don't want to, don't want to step on your toes. Yes, but what if I need to go to the hospital? What if, what if, what if you can't find your keys? I I got the keys. I they were I don't know how, but they were under the under the counter for some reason. Um, maybe. Um, but if you you know you know we've gone over this. If you have any trouble, my number. You know my number. You know nine one one. We have the landline, and the numbers are also written on the fridge. So okay. If you need any help, Mrs. Whitaker is right next door. I hope I'm not getting the flu. I don't want to miss school, and and I also don't want to get the flu because I heard that you lose a lot of weight, and and I don't have that much weight to lose anyway, so that would be bad for me. Well, well, we have OJ. We'll, you'll be okay. Don't worry. And if it, if it persists, we'll take it to the doctor. You know, just keep an eye. Just keep an eye, and uh, and I'll be home after school. Don't worry. Yeah, okay. Make you chicken soup. My chicken soup. The one with the the egg noodles in it. Oh, I would like that. I would like that very much. Can I listen to the radio while you're while you're away? Oh, ab- absolutely. Okay, and and I can do some homework too. Yep. And she kind of comes over, checks your forehead, and just kind of looking you over, and you know, she's doing the concerned mom thing, but. You're you're about sixteen. You're getting older, and she's trying to make you a little more independent. Um, and so she heads to work, and you're kind of relaxing. You're actually starting to feel a bit better now that you you know you don't have to like get in the car, and the car's not here. You're starting to feel a lot better. Murdoch Fox is just kind of he put on tunes. You're listening to '90s music. I feel like Danny turns the radio down whenever music starts playing. He doesn't. I don't think he's a music fan. A music fan. All right, so it's it's kind of low. You do, you like it when he comes on and does like the commercial announcements before. Um, he's sitting there, and then suddenly 
he feels this, this sort of heat in his chest. Ooh, am I rolling premonitions or hunches? Roll me premonitions. Ooh, 13. Uh, yeah, on a 10 plus, you get a detailed vision of something bad that is yet to happen. You take plus one forward to prevent it coming true and mark experience if you stop it. So, you're sitting there and you feel this heat in your chest, and then you look up, and suddenly you're in your quiet place. Rows and rows of these pines, and now in front of you is a, is a massive lake of, of magma. Just massive. And while it's strange, you... As always, don't feel it's not bad, you know, it's not like like burning or it's too hot. It's it's really warm. It almost feels like 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 bath water, you know, it, it's all this kind of sort of warmth around you. And there's like a natural sense to it. Not not like not like this is bad. It's just more like this is what happens. Exactly. It's very it's very natural. Um, and you are kind of sitting there and you're looking out on this lake and then you look over to yourself and the magma version of you is there, except it's not you. Um, you see, it's actually the, the figure is a is about as tall as you. It's a little bit broader in the shoulders and in and in the, the hips. Um, and it's it's looking at you and sort of gently reaches out a hand towards you and then stops. Uh, and as it stops, it sort of looks at you and then looks out over this lake of magma and sort of extends a hand outward. And as it does this, you watch as this sort of, uh, it's almost like a mountain of magma forms out of it. And the, the, it grows and it grows and now it's sort of it's almost the mountain's almost as tall as you are and you see small humanoid figures start to appear on the mountain and the mountain gets bigger and the humanoid figures get bigger and you see two small humanoid figures in the mountain on this mountainside and you watch as they're they're there and they are hand in hand walking up the mountain and suddenly the mountain starts to shake and you see it explode and you watch as this this piece of of magma this rock um flies and and is flying towards one of these figures and the other figure takes them and tosses them aside as the rock hits it in the chest and you see the rock as it hits it in the chest sort of shatters outward 
And one singular piece of this rock breaks off and, and hits the ground. And you watch as the figure that got hit in the chest sort of stands. And it's it's grasping its chest. And then bends down and picks up this piece that broke off. And looks over at the other figure and, and helps them up. And they start to move away and as they start to move away you see the the magma that impacted this rock slowly start to form a heart shape in this this humanoid figure but it's missing a little chunk and it looks at it and looks at the other humanoid figure and places it in their hand and you see the scene fade and then out of the magma pool rises a literal molten fetus and inside you see this this heart beating and it's also made of this magma rock and then you watch as it, the the figure starts to shake and the the magma falls back down into the pool and the figure looks at you um, and reaches out again almost trying to to grab you but all, but not like in a, in a an aggressive sense but almost in a desperation and then the scene vanishes and Danny is sort of sitting in his room in a cold sweat. And uh, with that, we're going to cut back to Chad. So Chad, uh, so Chad, when he, he vanished before Dottie's eyes, he actually popped across town to Blinky's Donuts, um, kind of stepped back into the shadows and he pulls his, his ski mask off and, uh, you know, kind of takes the, the, bed sheet off from around the shoulders and bundles it up under his arm and he walks around to the big plate glass window where where blinky's donut is and um looks in the window to see if sheriff stone and all his buddies are in there uh, for their morning you know donuts and coffee um you actually you see a patrol car parked out front um and roll me a act under pressure check. High stakes. A nine. Mixed success. You see, um, as you look in, that there's a few officers in there. You don't see Sheriff Stone. Um, and you're looking in there and they don't notice you. But you see the clerk behind the counter look up and go to hand them their donuts. And then their eyes go wide. As they look and they see Chad Woodmore, the wanted fugitive, standing right outside. I wave. Uh, They say something and the cops start to turn. All right. So um, I'm going to walk over to their quickly walk over to the the patrol cruiser. Is are the keys in the ignition by chance? No, no, they are Ah. not. Um, um, so you have now, I will say this, you have now, because you are now in front of the shop, plate glass window, next to their patrol cruisers, the police have seen you, and they're they are running for the door. Um, 
You did take uh, your, your helmet off, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I took my hat I took my hat off and everything so that they could see who it was. Um I'm going to run across the street and down the alley between the library and the drugstore. Okay, you you um, you just take off and you are a fit dude and these cops they're they're a bit roly poly. Okay. They're, I mean, they're not roll. They're not fully roly poly, but you are an in the prime of your youth. You are an athlete. You are good to go, and you sprint. You hear you hear noises, and you hear one of them get on the radio, and other of them following down, and you get in the alley, and you know that they 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 don't they, they haven't entered the alleyway yet. So you think you're in the clear for a second, but they are definitely hot on your tail. All right, uh, I, I, when I get down to the end of the alley, like where it comes out on the other side, I'm going to shadow hop back to Blinkies, run inside and see if they happen to leave their, their, their keys on the table. So are you vamping inside Blinkies? No, I think I vamped to the same spot I was before, which would be kind of like on the corner uh, of Blinkies, not actually right in front of the plate glass window, but kind of off to the side where like the, uh, the garbage dumpster is. Okay, uh, you bamf back there, and you run around, and you see a cop sitting in, well, kind of has the door open of the police cruiser, is on the radio, He turn, they turn around and goes, what the fuck, and immediately goes for the, the, the stun gun on his, his hip. Um, I think a- as he pulls the stun gun out and, like, draws it toward me, I'm going to pop behind him and, and shove him. I, I suppose I'd probably have to make an act under pressure because this is uh, 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 willfully ignoring the danger. Yes, yes. Uh, definitely act under pressure. I think he managed to stun the crap out of me. Oh, dang. Got a four. You get ready to bamf, and then all of a sudden, <clears throat> as you, uh, you feel bolts of electricity... Uh, ripple through your body um, as you you hit the pavement um, and actually as you you start to fall you you ready for that impact and you wait for it and you you almost you close your eyes because you can't extend your arms to stop yourself but there's no impact did I fall through the, the shadow dimension I don't know. Maybe I'm you'll not. Have to, you'll have to wait till we get back to you for yep, now. Because yep. now we're at Lucas. <laughs> so Lucas, what are you doing? Are you heading to school? Are you heading to the bunker? What are you? What's cooking at you? Are you heading? Are you following Chad's map? Uh, yeah. So I definitely grab the map and like dart outside to just see if he's anywhere around. And I'm just like kind of quietly yelling like, Chad, Chad. Number seven, come on, ah, Biggs, Biggs, are you out here? Here, Kiki, Kiki, Kiki. You see Biggs kind of like walk from around the side of his house, and he looks up and he goes, "You don't need to do that. I'm. You, you don't have to call me Kitty, Kitty, Kitty. You can just call my name." Well, just in case anybody else hears, man. Oh well, that's not anything you need to worry about now, is it? You shouldn't. So, what's up? What do you need? Where's Chad? Did you see Chad leave? Uh, oh, uh, he went up into a tree and then didn't see him anymore. Oh, gosh. 
Uh, maybe. Hold on, I've got a weird idea. Uh, I did this before with Danny. I'd like connected with him somehow, and then I could see where he was. And I think I have that same connection with Chad. Um, so as a player, I'm going to roll use magic to try and see another place in another time and figure out where the heck Chad went. This is probably about the same time I was at the Jeep with Dottie. That is, yep. So what I'm hearing is it's not going to really matter, but... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but I did it really good. I got a 10. Uh, You see, as you're looking in, it's been a little bit you got, and you see see through Chad's eyes, and you're looking out on a familiar uh, Jeep that you hate because it almost ran you over. Um, and Donnie, and she's sitting in the passenger side seat of Chad's Jeep. Wait, what? Dot. But also, as you're sort of in the peripheries, you notice this large stone rock face, and you remember the map, and you're like, oh, shit. I think I'm going to go to Biggs and be like, okay, he's at his Jeep. Um, and Dottie's there? I don't know why Dottie's there. And I pull out my walkie-talkie, um, and I want to walkie-talkie Danny, because we got that, the Stranger Things walkie-talkie setup going on. Danny, Danny, can you hear me? Over. Danny, you know, walks over, grabs the, uh, uh, walkie-talkie and, and, you know, uh, clicks the button. Yes, I can hear you, Lucas. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, coming in loud and clear. 10-4. Okay, what did you contact me about? Yeah, so, uh, Chad came to my house last night. I think I told you that. I don't remember. But, uh, apparently the world, or at least Pine Forge, is gonna, like, get exploded by a mountain or something. And he drew a map, and he showed me that it's near his Jeep. So I was thinking we could meet up. Uh, and I describe where it is, like, where whatever is memorable that Danny might know about. Um, Danny, you actually, uh, you actually kind of know where he's talking about. Um, it's, you, uh, you heard um, that uh, Ranger Harrison call it uh, Sheerface. Yeah, it's um, by that place, the sheer face. It it apparently there's like glowing dot people went inside there or something. I don't even know, but we should check it out. Yeah, it's like your vision, remember? Over. Oh yes, I just remember we should be saying over. That way we know when the other person is done talking. And yes, I remember that vision and I remember telling you that. Uh over. Okay, let's meet there. I'm gonna head there now. I, Chad and, and Dottie shouldn't be that p- far away. Over. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to go out. I'm I'm having a sick day because I threw up a little bit in my mouth. And my mom told me that I should stay here. And I can listen to the radio. And I'm going to do some homework. And I don't know if I should meet up. But let me know what happens. Over. Danny. The whole town is going to be destroyed. I think I think your mom will be okay if we save the town. So 
just bring your radio with you and you can bring your homework and if we have time you can do some homework over danny doesn't uh you know necessarily answer uh i think he goes into a little bit of a, a nervous you know uh he starts pacing a little bit and you know trying to figure out you know what the best the best scenario would be um and maybe that's what triggers his premonition pacing around you're worried and then all of a sudden you you yeah you have your premonition you come out of it and you're in that cold sweat but then you feel that kind of warmth in your chest and it's comforting and you feel that kind of anxiety that you were having before kind of fade away and you're like you feel okay you feel like you could be okay and that and that uh um that feeling in my chest is it kind of pulling me a little bit towards the door not necessarily it's more it's more that you you danny now feels more comfortable with this he's you know he he you think your mom you were worried about it before now you're not you think your mom would be okay it's you gotta save the world so yeah in, in in this case uh i think uh um Danny, Danny gathers his things. He gathers his radio. He gathers his homework, and uh, um, he gathers some snacks for himself. And um, and as he's about to head out the door, he like stops and kind of shakes his head, like a little bit embarrassed of himself. And he goes and he grabs more snacks for uh, Lucas and and whoever else uh, <laughs> uh, nice. might be there. And uh, yeah, he heads out the door. Yeah, uh, I think Lucas would have headed kind of like beelined it so that he would intersect Danny as soon as possible versus have him meet me all the way there. Okay. Okay. Um, Dottie, Dottie, you're just kind of sitting there. You've gotten coffee. You're writing in your notebook. Um, you're probably about a block away from your house. Um, uh, suddenly you hear tires squealing on pavement as, uh, you see your parents, uh, your parents' car, speeding down your street i'm going to school it'll be fine i just need to finish eating my little um panini here and and i'll be going to school and i I don't want to know i don't care that's uh you know i mean the thing is it's like they're probably looking for me i'll probably get in trouble i do not feel like getting in trouble um i'm pretty sure this would also do this so (laughs) yeah i think i say uh to myself, I'm still muttering to myself. I am Dottie, after all. I say, okay, Lucas has a secret base. Chad has a superhero now. When did I become like a Batman comic? What on earth? Oh, I'm going to school early. Screw it. And I get up and walk out. Now, hold on. You're still in your pajamas. You're going to go to school in your pajamas. Wait, am I in my pajamas? Yeah, you got teleported while you were sleeping. You're in your pajamas. Well, you see, um, since <laughs> just drove to my house. No, they drove went away from your house. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I'll go back to my house and get my clothes. Yeah, you're, uh, so yeah, you walk back to your house. It's about a nice block. You get dressed and you start walking to school. So do you check your journal when you get home? Uh, yeah, I do. Donnie, you get there and you open up your journal and you see the familiar and, and, almost dreaded birch bark pages and as you kind of exclaim not again you feel that similar feeling of almost doing a backflip in a swimming pool before you're pulled away 
Well, that's it for this episode of Strangers in the Pines. Don't forget to check us out on social media at the RPG Empire. Have an awesome day and play on.